We're out here on the proud highway. Uh, where are we at today? Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Yeah, that's okay. correct. Yeah, day fifteen. Si- day fifteen. I'm sitting here with uh, with Casey and Nick from Vatnet Viscar. Uh, before we get into the uh, actual pot, did I mispronounce the name by any chance? No, no, that's perfect. That's actually the correct way. I don't pronounce it the right way. I don't think <laughs> I Americanize it. Uh, before we uh, we get going on this, I just want to run through the list of uh, sponsors and whatnot. We got uh, first and foremost Savage Gold Coffee. Um, which is my coffee company. You can go and check it out at savagegoldcoffee.com. And right now we have a uh, new service. If you're a hardcore coffee drinker, you can sign up and get sent coffee directly to your house and get billed automatically. So check it out. Join the Savage Gold Coffee Alliance and become part of the team. Uh, We also have a relatively new sponsor, uh, Nature Box, which you can sign up for that and you um, get sent, you know, a variety of different types of healthy snacks. So no more pretzels, no more, you know, milk duds, any of that kind of stuff. You can uh, eat like a champ, you know. And uh, one, of, one of my uh, a sponsor that's uh, dear to my heart is Datsusara. Uh, we had Chris on the podcast a couple a while back, and uh, that's uh, all hemp. Um, you know, training equipment, bags, geese, grappling shorts. I'm using currently using two Datsusara products on this tour. My uh, really cool fanny pack and my battle pack, which fits everything that I need for touring and for training. So it's a great product. And then also we have uh, Onnit Labs or Onnit.com. And if you're interested in uh, you know workout equipment. Uh, supplements, any of that kind of stuff, go there. All this stuff can be found at everythingwithblackmedia.com. You just look to the right, and then you can click through any of those portals, and it'll take you to the website. So uh, we're also jo- uh, joined by Seamus here, the drummer. So we got three out of the four guys yes. of uh, Botnet Biscar. Fuck yeah. So, right on. So the tour's been good, man. We're having a lot of fun on this run. Been awesome. We're like so psyched dope. to be doing it. It's been, uh, all the shows have been good, turnouts have been good, and it's just been fun mostly it's just like I always say we're lucky we haven't toured with like an asshole band yet and uh, the tradition continues like that it's fucking every tour is like cooler guys so it's cool it's really awesome so I was just I'm talking to uh, to Charlie about this last night and I guess Ben but this is like this is gonna be one of those ones that the, the last day it's gonna be it's gonna be rough we're gonna miss yeah. you boys <laughs> yeah man yeah. totally man Tombs, I was gonna I was saying that uh, Tombs guys and Vatnet hit it off like right away yeah, yeah. it was awesome Definitely. I feel like that like never happens no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes a minute sometimes. Yeah, yeah. 
But um, but yeah, you know, I have to get a big group photo and all that kind of stuff, and it's gonna, it's gonna be you know, it's gonna be sad to see you guys go. But hey, there's always the future. Yeah, yeah, uh, we got you know nothing but time to do more more tours together. You guys are close week. enough, New York, yeah. Boston. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. not far at all. So. But Mike's not coming to Boston like ever. So. Yeah. I go to Boston. I, when there when there's a date with it says Boston next to it, I always show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just there's always gonna be a carriage in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've managed to, uh, you know, isolate very special moments in my last visit to Boston and broadcast them over uh, Instagram. So yeah, oh yeah, so yeah those are the darkest moments of being in Boston. <laughs> Check it out, Savage Gold Prime. <laughs> so, when, how long have you guys been playing together? Like, what's the, the genesis of the band and that kind of stuff? Uh, I think it's about four years now, from like the uh, the real beginning. Like, Chris and I just started like a. Writing black metal stuff kind of on a, I don't know, not like a, as a joke or anything like that. We just started doing it because I think that's just what we do. We just write music, you know? And um, I don't know if we expected it to be, become like a full band. And uh, before we knew it, we had a lineup and we we're playing as many shows as we could. Um, and Seamus has been in for like, what, Jesus two years like, now? Yeah, probably like 2013? Yeah, right, I think March like right before Self 5 2013. Uh-huh. And um, Casey just joined us up like before this tour, but. We're psyched to have them, so cool. it's like yeah. great, yeah. So how many records do you guys currently have out right now? Uh, we have like a two-song demo we did just online. We have an EP uh, on uh, Burning World Records right now, and um, then we just have the full-length Sky Swaller that we have out on Century, and we're actually probably looking to record at the end of February for the next one, so hopefully, you know, summer, late spring, something like that next year. Have you guys been playing any of that newer material on this tour, or is it still in its sort of... Only in Soundcheck. Yeah. yeah. We did Soundcheck with, like, the new song once. Was it was in Madison, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. We, we talked about maybe doing a new song, but um, I think it's kind of uh, weird in between where it's like, the songs probably aren't in their final stage, and with everyone having a phone, you know, you don't kind of want that to go online, and for, you know, if that song ends up being a song that's, like, very indicative of how, like, the new record's gonna sound, you know, you don't want to kind of fool people or let them know too much, you know, way before it even comes And, like, out, we're so. very self-aware that probably most of the people at these shows have never heard us before, mm-hmm. and, you know, as many times as we've played these songs... Uh, it's the first time for a lot of these people hearing it, so you just gotta keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. We we'll wanna do like a half ass mm-hmm. version of it too. Exactly, know, yeah. Like, parts probably are gonna change, you know? Yeah. We always wanna be super, super tight live, so yeah. it's like, you know, I don't wanna fuck with that. <laughs> like, but, I mean, anytime you start writing, it's always like the most exciting time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're all like, <laughs> yeah, you, totally know, right. you know, you wanna get into it and even like you know, work little parts out yeah. or anything you can, you know? That's the most exciting part, I think, of doing the whole band thing is like starting to write new new material Creative at least personally that's what mm-hmm. I think is playing the most shows for half an hour a night and uh, writing <laughs> two, yeah. definitely the two highlights yeah. <laughs> not, not the seven hour drives yeah no I mean you know sometimes you know what I mean we get like subway and stuff yeah. like that it's like oh man I can't wait for a BLT <laughs> subway today like, yeah it's so great but uh, yeah you know hey that's part of the gig it really is and it's funny that you mentioned like no more shit with nature box like pretzels and milk does A it's Halloween so that shit is inevitable today <laughs> oh yeah today's <laughs> like, Halloween yeah that's, right. that's, right. that's another added thing we gotta mention <laughs> yeah. that today we're playing in um, Chapel Hill North Carolina on Halloween so tonight you know we'll be I, I kinda hope it's a shit show I prepared myself mentally for a shit show and I kinda wanna see some like 
dark ass shit. <laughs> I want to see like some sexy vampires. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sexy I definitely want someone to suck my blood tonight. It's like <laughs> on Halloween, I find that's like it's like the, a green light for women to dress like sluts. <laughs> well, basically, it, yeah. It's, it's not even that, but like we're. Uh, it's very evident walking the street that we're in a college town, and yeah. like having obviously been that age myself, this is definitely a green light for just normies to go like. Wild to go ham, to completely yeah. <laughs> ham sandwich on like the world, and uh, I look forward to seeing it because I was there once and I like some I like albums created. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween twenty fourteen. Some people will be losing their jobs as a result of yeah, pictures yeah, taken yeah. today. <laughs> someone's someone's jealous girlfriend is going down tonight. But that, that actually brings up an interesting point because we're talking about you know just just right a couple seconds ago I asked you guys about new material playing live and you know the, the YouTube phenomenon and people you know filming stuff and Facebook and sure. using your job because you you know you got yeah. a picture you know doing bong rips race that's kind of a new a newish phenomenon in in like music you know mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times like like back like all, walking back here from from dinner we were talking yeah. about like the Allman Brothers and like yep. You know, bands who who had time to like sort of, you know, bands like that would like lay out new material live a lot, but they didn't also have like people with cell phones filming. Right. Yeah. So yeah. only the people there yeah. saw it. Me and Chris were literally yeah. just talking about this last night too in the van about how it's like there's like it's the mystique of like the bigger bands like isn't there anymore because everybody has a Twitter. Everybody has a Facebook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know what those dudes are doing. It's a double-edged sword. I mean, yeah. that, like being able to like get in touch with, you know, some, you know, I like of yours is like cool, but at the same time, it's, yeah, it does. It takes away that, the separation is, is a good thing sometimes, you know, just like, it's not like a, it's not like a, a bad, like a, like a mean thing, you know, it's not like a, I'm better than you thing. It's just like, you know, like you said, it's the, kind of the mystique. Well, of that, you yeah. Know. Like if the Allman Brothers had Twitters, like what would they like, <laughs> weird, man. Like Led Zeppelin had Twitter and Instagrams. So yeah, those old, old timers do. But it's like, you have to find the balance and you know, it's, it's like, yeah, we can't necessarily try to work new shit in before it's released because then that becomes the version that oh, people are like, oh, I like the version you played before, you know, you decided yeah. it was best on the record. But right. I think for a band our size or any band that's, um, you know, starting to mid-level, it's like, if... It, they say, like statistically, it takes you to see a band's name at least five times before you click on it without any personal recommendation. Mm. And I see that, like, Twitter posts or, like, YouTube or, like, Instagram videos, like, if your friends are posting it, that's almost like a personal recommendation for that band, you know? It's a personal, like, endorsement. So, in that respect, I think it can be a powerful thing, but, I mean, we've seen it so many times where it works out just the opposite and, you know, not in a band's favor or not in a person's favor. So, it's hard to say but I think we'll. I think they're going to start to figure out in the next couple of years what's what yeah. works and what doesn't. You know. Yeah, especially if it's like you know, like a live version of a song that you know you may or may not feel comfortable with everyone you know seeing that. Because I know, like speaking about like Led Zeppelin and all these yeah. things, you know, you get like one of the many box sets that are available out there that have all the outtakes and mm-hmm. you know live versions of Since I've Been Loving You and like all this stuff. But that's been like edited 
down. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that one version, though, that live version, there's like 40 other versions of that song that the band was like, oh, I don't know. I like this one. <laughs> yeah. 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 And there's there's so many solos that go on it. And like, yeah. how do you pick through that? Yeah. But so now it's like people are deciding for you, like, what they want to put out there yeah. for everyone else to use as a representation of what you're about, you know? And that, yeah. that that's like, that's like a very sticky sort of thing. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, you never know what's going to, like, exactly what's going to become the popular thing for you kind of online like you're like oh okay well this random YouTube video has like 3,000 views like yeah. oh shit I didn't really think anybody would care about that the song we want people to hear like, like has like 20 yeah I get nervous when I see that shit it's actually distracting you know yeah. when you, you, yeah. know, you start playing and there's a guy with his phone like pointed at you <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. Like, oh shit you know this guy's yeah. like yeah, capturing this whole thing you know? yeah hope I don't fuck up hope I don't what? bring a string it's so true too it's like it's like you don't know there's a hyper awareness around it like we were at Vitus the other night for two nights and the cameras were running the whole time and I don't think that I played any differently I mean you guys could probably attest to that but it's also like like it's I have, find myself harder to lose myself in a part because it's like well I want to play this like perfect yeah. and not that you necessarily wouldn't but it definitely there is that awareness in it and it's just yeah like, like, don't fall off stage, you, you know? You can try like, to ignore it as much as you can, but yeah. it's impossible to completely ignore it, you know? Like, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I agree with that completely. It's like, you know. You know, especially with a lot of, like, you know, multiple camera angle, like, mm -hmm. kind of things, you know? You gotta, like, pick your nose or something. Or yeah. Something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have to scratch my face now. And yeah. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm sweating. It sweats in my eyes. And, like, yeah. you... That ends up in the cut that they use for the live thing. Right, yeah. The fool, you know, so. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Never been shy about picking my nose, so. Right on camera. Right on, man. So, um, you know, as far as, like, uh, social media goes, who, which one of you guys is sort of the behind the whole Chris. thing? Chris. Mostly Chris, Chris yeah. Chris, yeah. I do Instagram sometimes, but Chris is on Twitter. Chris usually makes most of the Facebook posts. We're all on like social media as far as like personal like personal accounts go, but as far as the band goes, mostly Chris. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like. Yeah, it's 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 good to like. I think the way we do it, I like because everyone has access to it. Yeah. But um, there's you know Chris kind of like takes a helm for it, so it's like okay, so it's not just like everyone trying to like post shit right. all the time, you know. But um, like you need someone kind of keeping it under wraps, but uh, yeah, but I like you know having all the band stuff open to the whole band pretty much like. If as long as everyone in the band is like cool and responsible, I don't see a yeah. problem with it. Like no like one... dick pics or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the accidental. Yeah, what they call the fappening. Yeah, I mean, social media is so important. It, it isn't necessarily evil. So it's like it, I think it's important that uh, band social media has kind of the same tone, you know. And if yeah. you have four guys kind of like scrabbling for it, then it probably doesn't have the desired outcome. And so you know, yeah, yeah, it's good. You do a good job, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I don't so, love doing this shit anyway, so... <laughs> you guys are on Century Media, so that you're, that's like the label that you're signed yep. to you and have a contract with. So how, how did that relationship come about? Man, it was, uh, <laughs> it was very weird. Like, I can, like, draw a timeline in my head of, like, how it happened, but, I mean, in the end, it was like, I was at work one day, like, working in a garage, I'm a mechanic, and, uh... It's got an email from Steve at Century, like, hey, you know, just wanted to say I really liked your guys' EP. Um, you know, just wanted to see where you stand with all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. Would you be interested in, in working with us, maybe? And I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Like, yeah, we're obviously not going to say no to, like, Century. Yeah, That's just, like, major, stupid, you know? Exactly, yeah. Major independent metal label stuff. And like. Yeah, and, like, some people can say, you know, it's, like, you know, whatever they want to about the label, but I mean, feel like we, that would have been the most idiotic thing we could have 
possibly done to turn them down, you know, so. Everyone always has something to say about any label. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I found, yeah. You guys probably found that out, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's always the guy who doesn't really have anything going on. It's like, oh, you're going to watch yourself with these guys. So-and-so from this band God, told me they got screwed over or whatever, so. But, I mean, that that's kind of like, you know, Maybe if you go in there without having a, an attorney review the documents, yeah. like it's screwed over. It's been yeah. like it, it's, they've been like awesome to us. Like you know, it's, it's being like one of definitely one of the smaller bands on the label. It's uh like the like the guy that guy Steve the A and R guy is the guy we've been dealing with the most, and he is so awesome. He came out to the show in Madison, and we we're just talking, shooting. He was <clears throat> talking about helping us uh, like repress the EP and all that stuff oh, cool. on, on like a smaller label and things like that. So like. They're they're good. It's it's kind of a double edged sword being like a smaller band uh, on Century, but it overall I'll I'll take it, man. It's mm-hmm. nothing to complain about. They've treated us very well, and like yeah, I could see like a line like we put out our EP on a little label in uh, Brooklyn, uh, Broken Limb, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Broken Limbs yeah. Recordings, and uh, they hired uh, Kim Kelly do PR. Okay. Yep. Kim got us like a review on Pitchfork. Yep. Pitchfork spread it elsewhere. Then like like you know and. The even further back, like that label in Brooklyn, put it out because like I sent the girl an email of a, like a review she did of our demo once to say like, hey, you know, I really appreciate like the kind words. So, like I just like being able to like see that yeah. that line like all the way to where we are now. It's just a cool thing, you know. So. I think it really paints the whole thing in perspective where it's like you know you mentioned that some guy and there's always that guy that's like, yeah. oh well, they fucked me out of this they, whatever you know and. If you keep clear perspective, everyone has a horror story, and oh, I don't yeah, think totally. it's necessarily exclusive to one label or one guy. So I mean, no. if if you can like maintain a positive attitude and just like don't be an asshole, I feel like that's when things happen. I mean, don't get me wrong; a lot of good opportunities go to bad people, but um, yeah, just kind of keeping that perspective like that. I like to think of it as like an all for one approach, like not with just like bandmates but people you're on the road with because I mean no one's out there to have like a bad time or to like right. one up or screw someone over so well yeah. you'd hope not so <laughs> yeah perspective also I think that like the reality of, of you know maybe someone who has experience with like a real like DIY style independent label when they start going into the more professional um, level of working with record yeah. companies there might be this misconception about Royalties mm-hmm. and how yeah. much money you actually theoretically are yeah. going to get paid and recouping things. Right. They, may, maybe they perceive that as getting screwed over. You know, they might think that, well, hell, we sold X amount of dollars, you know, X amount of records. Where's my money? Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> but it's like, well, you know, here's this calculation and your status as indentured servant on the record <laughs> yeah. label. You guys still owe us this amount of money. Yeah. And I think a lot of a lot of like people in bands have a hard time reconciling that you know? yeah well and I, it's like a plea for their own ignorance too because because you're on a, like an independent label and say your budget was like like a DIY label and it's like a thousand dollars and you get a 50-50 split with like the label it's like oh yeah you can see clear dividends but when you move to a bigger label or even you know a major label or anything it's like well we gave you like three thousand dollars just to do like a photo shoot yeah, so yeah. already like that I mean you have to know what you're getting into it's yeah. so quickly yeah, yeah it was we were just talking about like ghost and they had like that million dollar contract, but like it was like they, there's no way they got a million dollars to like just fucking spend like that. It's like all you know, like 
worked out by the label and stuff like that. So I'm just like, hey, we're rich now. You know, it's yeah. like, I don't know, you know. Yeah, they had to spend it on like hiring PR people and right. you know, yeah. recording budgets and all that sort of business. I feel like once you get like that much money, that's like, and the, the label's like, oh, we'll, we'll pay this person you know? directly for you, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, hey, you know what? No, it's, it, it can be convoluted, but just make sure that you, um, you know, I think it's about being in a band. You want to take pride. You want to be active in, you know, what is your business. Because at the end of the day, I know people like to separate art and commerce, but, I mean, there's really no other way to be successful, I think, than to be active in it and to be aware of it because then stuff slips under the radar or, you know, if things aren't accounted for, you kind of have to... I don't know, be active in it. It's like then it starts messing with your art if you're not right, aware of it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Totally. Because then you can't be in a band. If, yeah. Right. You know, if you if you fuck it up that much, it comes to a point where you're like, well, we can't do this anymore. So right. yeah, it's hard to you drive know? yourself into the ground. Yeah, it's like willful in- ignorance, you know. And you see it happen yeah. to bands all the time, you know. It's like all of us know, like. Not like making money off the band wouldn't be awesome, but like we wouldn't be in metal bands if we were in yeah. this to make money. You know, right. it's like well, you know, there's so much expense know. that goes into it. Exactly. Yeah. Possibly people don't have a handle on that. You know, because you know how yeah, people complain about there being like you know too much. Uh, you know, ticket prices are too much. T-shirts are too much. Like yeah. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, it's like yeah, we do what we can. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, if you like a band, go support them. You know. Yeah. It's, like, it's pretty much that simple. Kind of sucks, but like buying a T-shirt is probably the best way to like support them. Buy music, buy the fucking T-shirt. You know, it's like go to the show. Yeah. Go to the show. Yeah. Support. There the was band. an article that was making its rounds a few months ago about um, somebody sort of like made this like projection based on like travel expenses and like fuel costs and things like that what is the dude in O Sleeper who did that I, I'm not sure yeah, that was one that was like a couple of years ago that everyone mm-hmm. seemed to be like sharing yeah you no know, I read that one too and it was very interesting when you when people are so transparent about budgets and stuff I love that I love reading that kind of stuff but it's also like you never fully know you know what I mean like yeah. you, I mean I don't know what was with that one? Well, the one that I was talking about was how, um, you know, if you look at how gas is, like, you know, like quadrupled in price. Yeah. You know, just being on the road costs substantially more than it did in, like, say, 1985. Even, like, 10, 15 years ago, it's, like, yeah. fucking crazy. The, uh, you know, ticket prices would be, like, $40 or something like that, you know? <laughs> so people still, I mean, tonight's show is, what, like, 15 Yeah, if that, probably, yeah. You know, so that's, like... So, of course, someone's going to complain about paying $15, but, like, that is, you know, pretty reasonable compared to what the, you know, the, the sort of balance sheet would, would, would yeah. know, indicate, you know. Yes, it's not like we're walking away with thousands of dollars yeah. each of these fucking It kind of drives you know. me crazy when people complain about ticket prices, like, $10. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. People get, like... Especially when you're getting three or four bands. bands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Three bands. Touring right. Three touring three bands. bands. Yeah. You know, like like plus a local time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that drives me crazy. Like, for instance, if someone loves something, and you know they're going to be better off, like literal life experience to pay for the tickets, I would never gripe about that. For instance, I just spent four hundred and fifty dollars to like see the Eagles with my sister. You know, and yeah, that was a tough pill to swallow, but it was like you know she'll never forget that concert, and I know the Eagles are a little bit out of our league. Um, but you know, I, I, I honestly think that for people these days, if they're only going to maybe say five shows a year and that's like on the extreme side like what's 20 to 45 dollars yeah, you know totally. what I mean yeah I mean I gladly pay 40 bucks for certain things mm-hmm. yeah yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Mean, and have many times but when you when you like really look at the scale like as far as like even mainstream like <clears throat> artists you know like there's like hundreds of dollars like you're saying the Eagles show yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. you know so people 
like routinely someone like Lady Gaga their, their ticket prices are like 200 bucks yes, yeah. right. I to go see Kanye yeah. <laughs> and they're also playing in venues that hold thousands of people yeah, yeah. You know, so for someone to come to see like you know some like you know, DI, you know, whatever, mid-level, yeah. heavy metal. Our show tonight. Tonight. Yeah. You know, it's like a 200 cap room for $15. You shouldn't complain. No. That's the guy, I guess, the takeaway from that discussion. You know you shouldn't. I mean? But I also think it's, again, it's a lot of perspective. Like, like for instance, like Justin Timberlake tickets are like 200 bucks. But you know that that's going to, like, you're not surprised by that because everyone right. knows him. Of course you're going to pay that. But like, I'm surprised, to, actually. Yeah, really? Yeah, really? I, I mean, <laughs> I, was, I, I didn't know how, how out of hand that stuff was until recently. That's about what yeah, I mean. Me, metal I'm, sucks. This just kind of po- new to me. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Metal like, Sucks <laughs> just posted that, like, uh, Billboard concert rap today and, like, top grossing of the last couple of months. And that was... The number one was really? yeah it was like it was the range was average was like $210 and he sold the place out two nights in a row in Perth Australia and it was 37,000 people attended both nights That's so that guy's making some cash but like you even look like down the sheet for like like a Mastodon Tech, and Gojira they did 2,600 seats, no problem, because that's an awesome tour, yeah. and tickets are like 40 bucks. Now, I would spend $40 to see any of those bands, let alone three of them on the same. So, like, if gross is, say, like, $80,000, but then you have to split it between three bands and, like, then also, like, like booking, management, venue, crew. merch, crew, yeah. like, yeah. everyone gets their cut, yeah. and I just think that people like and like people non-musicians perception of like what it is just because of all the stories that have been told it's just like severely out of whack and if we could just you know realign people's understanding of it I think they might be more willing to yeah. you know definitely a lot more sleeping in the van than hotel rooms you know uh, almost <laughs> all sleeping in the van yeah. but I love it it's fine I started realizing how much things cost when I went to Depeche Mode uh, earlier this year, and it was like I think our our tickets were like a hundred dollars. Wow! And to me, that was like a lot. I'm like what the fuck? Yeah, hundred dollars. That's exactly, yeah. That's that's like but people pay like four or five hundred dollars mm-hmm. to sit like in the you know first few rows. Yeah. Or probably even more than that. I mean, yeah. I, don't even, I can't even fathom it. I have like, no real perspective people. on it. So I'm, that's why like you know when people complain about like cost and all that stuff, it gets to me. Yeah. A bit. People complain about a fifteen dollar show. And, and and also the fact that someone will go out to a bar and spend like yeah. four that's, times uh-huh. that amount. Yeah. That's exact. I always say that's people where um, if I get in a dialogue about this, they're like, "Well, I can't afford records or CDs or really to go to shows." And I go, "What are you doing?" And they're like, "Oh, probably going out with friends." Oh, you're gonna have like three, four beers. Oh, definitely. That's of course that's budgeted in. Three or four beers at a bar could easily clear twenty five dollars pre tip. You know what I mean? Oh, thanks. So. Um, that necessarily, I mean, I think it's just a reorganization of priorities in my opinion. Yeah, it's, uh, like I think, I think this is the first tour that we're going to, uh, are, actually. I got, uh, 40, I have $43. I know, that's what Will gave us. For, uh, for all four of us? Yeah. Oh, here, can you break that up? I, I, I didn't know you had, uh, you had changed, I know. We're actually talking about Goo Up right now for people that are listening. We just got, <laughs> we just got our big payout. Yeah, big so. $10 per person buyout. Yeah, yeah. speaking of money. Yeah. yeah, speaking of money. See, guys, we lied to you. We're rich. I think this is the first tour we're actually going to come home with any extra money, and it literally has to go right back into like a van for us, because this, mm-hmm. this van's not going to cut it after this tour. So it's like, yeah, we have yet to make, personally, any money on this band in four years, so... But how psyched are But yeah, it's fucking... Oh, don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining by yeah. any means. This is awesome. I'm having a fucking time of my life, and I would not give it up for the world. But, uh, yeah, just an illustrate, Just making a point, you know? <laughs> we don't make any money off this right now. Also, that $10, I think we just, you know, Ben just... 
gave you some money here. That ten dollar, that ten dollar per person meal buyout is like kind of what almost makes and breaks the day sometimes. Yeah. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, you spend of, hundreds less dollars of your own money. I swear. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. knowing you're gonna get either food or like ten bucks at the show will make maybe make you be like, oh okay, I don't need to buy this shitty gas station food right now. I can wait like two hours and eat. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. Like sometimes promoters may not come right across with that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you have to shake the trees. You know. Dude, no shit. Like the other night. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, not to name names. Not to name names. Not to name wouldn't names. Where, like, wouldn't tell me where his office was. Really? I was like, where are you at? Like, because I need to come and knock on your door. He's like, oh, I'll be around. I'll be around. <laughs> I'll be around. <laughs> I'll be around. I'm just floating around with money, man. Yeah, yeah I'll be around. Dodging you, bro. Down, down there. So I guess you took, like, the vial money, or the light bulb money, and spent it on the vial. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so for those of you listening at home, sometimes the people that are putting on the show don't even want to pay, <laughs> let alone the people that are coming to the show. And sometimes we'll beat you up over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, We're so tough. So let's talk about uh, genres of music here. All right. So, you know, you right. guys are uh, have like a black metal sound. However, I don't necessarily think that you guys are like overtly satanic or pagan or anything like that. No, sir. So, so let's, uh, you know, let's let's talk about that. Yeah, we're like we're like. I think when, when Chris and I first started this, we were like, maybe thought we were a little bit more black metal than we are now. And it probably was a little bit more back then, but um, now, I don't know, I, I, I'm much more interested in like real life like things, you know, just like, I kind of intentionally write like, uh, like I'll usually have just like a picture in my head or like a vague story or something like that. I like to kind of keep the lyrics intentionally vague. Um, and I'll be like, okay, there's like a meaning behind that for me, but I'm more interested to see what people think it means and stuff like that. But, um... And yeah, as far as like musical genre, I don't even know. I just say like atmospheric metal stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's got black metal parts in it, but it's uh, I definitely don't really consider us like a straight black metal band because I don't know. It like could get you in trouble, you know. Yeah. Like, being, <laughs> yeah. like to be very honest about it, it's like it's funny. All my friends or anyone that I know that like really likes music, like especially in the heavier genre, you always take pride in like saying like you know what? Obviously, I like this, but I also love all this shit that's not even close to metal, and you like that's a something you hold on to and you, and it's really cool when you incorporate that in and I think that um, by and large musicians across the board feel that way but it's the people necessarily that don't play music that need that tag to hold it down or need to pin you to something and it, they're obviously the judgment on whether you are or aren't something and it's um, I think it's extremely like poignant like right now in, yeah, the, like, in the world it's not like when I'm writing in. like when we're writing yeah. we're thinking like okay we're a fucking black metal band. We gotta write black metal riffs right now, you know? I'm like, no, it's, we just write, like, just writing music, and it's like, it sounds like us still, but it's, you know, it's not like I'm trying to, like, pigeonhole it into a, a specific genre tag, you know? That's feel like that's, you're limiting yourself, and that's fucking stupid. Right. Do you find, like, when someone reviews the record that you question whether or not they actually listen to it or not? Uh, yes. There was, there was um, one, one specific review. Shame is hard, yes. <laughs> Some, I'd say most of the reviews seem like pretty... Like they, they at least listen to it, you know, some, but like there yeah. was one review that I was like, this guy has no fucking idea what he's talking about. And it wasn't even a bad review. He gave us like, a, like an eight or something, but I'm just like, he was just like regurgitating an interview that like Chris did the year before. Well... When Chris did this interview with us last year, uh, he said that this, this, and this, and you know what? You can hear that here. Okay, come on. Like, you're not even saying anything. You're just, like, yeah. filling a page, like, you know? 
That's what I find, like, in general, journalists are just filling space a lot of times. Yeah. You know, there's a few out there that, are, that I think are take the time and care about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yep. yep. It's all seems, unfortunately, I feel like lots of times it's the smaller, like, blogs and websites and stuff like that. I, when we put out our EP... And it like got like reviewed pretty well. Like there were some like reviews that like almost like brought me to tears that people like liked it that much. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, holy shit! Like this is like unbelievable. And it was like just the most well thought out like awesome reviews. And like yeah, and it's funny because like then we released the full length and it gets more reviews, but yeah. definitely much more watered down. You know, like two paragraph long things. Yeah. You know, so well we were talking about this last night because we all did a group interview and like talking about how people review things or what they choose to say or interview questions in general and like specifically with album reviews like I know and all for all of us I can speak for us that music is such an important part of our life <clears throat> and music is such a time and place thing and there's reasons why I like certain albums more than others especially at different times of year or different points in my life and like to listen to a record three times or to have it like a couple of days and then make your like exclusive judgment on it and that's what people are going to read and yeah. just like there's something about that system that, unfortunately, it is what it is, but it doesn't seem to really yeah, you like, make sense. I have, I've said a million times, like, for me personally, um, and it's, like, part of the, probably one of the biggest reasons why I still like to, like, buy music is the albums that I end up liking the most are the ones that I have to spend the most time with first before I get to that point. Like, but those are the ones that stick with me and stuff like that. So, yeah, you're right. Like, it's not always going to be, you can't always just listen to an album once or twice and be like... Here's it. That's, yeah, that's if, the album. What if your feelings change in two days? After Sometimes, yeah. You know, I guess some albums that is all there is to them. You know, the yeah. music isn't that fucking deep. But I don't know. What kind of what kind of records are you talking about? That like, oh god, I'm trying to think. Like records that like, yeah, that, like you know, you had to sit with and not yeah. necessarily, uh, you know, they grab you yeah. right away, but they end up being your favorite album like two years. From There's now. like two angles of that for me. There's like that, like the. Uh, I don't listen to a ton of technical stuff, but like stuff like Dillinger, I always like. I know ninety percent of the time, like they're probably gonna put out an album that I'm really gonna like, but it's not gonna like hook me the first time because you, it's like there's a lot of shit going on. Then the other side of that is like some stuff like uh, Isis, like Oce uh, Oceanic and stuff like that. I didn't love the first time I heard it, and now it's like one of my favorite albums of all time. Like you know, it just sometimes it just has to sit with me a little bit. Just to, I don't know, just. Uh, Manifest itself in my I head. I said for me, probably that um, Crack the Sky. I listened to it the first time, I was like, it's, it's cool. No, Like, I like it, but then, like, I think within like a year, I was like, damn, this is like my hands down my favorite massive record. And one of my favorite records ever. Like, at this point. Yeah, sometimes it just. I think when I just first listened to it, it just didn't click. You know? Yeah. Find yourself humming apart from it later. I'm you not know, singing the entire time. No, it's not. What about you, for sure? Um. I think, uh, well, I have to choose my words carefully because I listen to a lot of stuff. I don't have guilty pleasures. I don't no, believe man, in that. But like, no, um, especially with music. Um, oh, this is a good reminder. So I'm wearing a The Smiths shirt, and I remember the first time I heard them, it was just like, I didn't get the hype, and I like I don't know why so many people loved them, and it just like was so foreign to me, and then it would just come up and come up and come up, and, I, and, and it just like the songwriting and... 
the craftsmanship and a lot of people like anyone that I feel that has a really particular <coughs> peculiar voice that people hard pan on so like Morrissey or like uh, we were talking about this in the van the other day like the Mars Volta like a lot of guys are hit or miss on him like even on really popular bands like a band like Cody and Cambria like yeah they got really lucky but like, it's always the vocals that people are like nope fuck that or like you couldn't live without it so I find that it's stuff like that like Mastodon and um, I remember even uh, we were talking about this one of my first concerts was uh, was uh, Summer Sanitarium with Metallica and Deftones and Limp Biscuit and stuff and I remember seeing the Deftones and really it just didn't make sense to me at all um, and now they're easily like one of my favorite bands but that, a band like that is so confusing because while they're heavy and really melodic they never really fit into any of the the peers that they kind of came up with so right. once you sort through all that shit that, yeah. and then realize that the, like the Deftones are still here like kicking ass you're like that. Like I almost think like there's again you have plant the seed and then that matures and hopefully you mature with it and then you understand the band it's reading like this quote from Chino like it was one of the best things ever like when they were like huge and like new metal was huge and everything like that him saying like you know people keep lumping us into these new metal bands and I keep telling them not to because they're going down and we're not fucking going with them and I'm yeah. like well call that like, yeah, I mean, I, like, they're not really. I don't consider them like a new metal yeah, type thing. Yeah, because they're. I don't know. They're kind of their own thing. They've always been good. their own thing. But that's like that just shows you like we were talking about labels earlier. Like what money can, where money can put bands. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it's kind of rough. Deftones are dope. <laughs> Deftones dope. They're dope. Yeah. <laughs> Deftones get a two thumbs up in our book. Oh. One of the things we were talking about before earlier earlier today was about how um, you know a band like Thin Lizzy was yes. commercially successful initially, yet you know they develop you know how many records they put out in yeah. his career. You know? I mean, but that would never happen. To me, yeah, really. Like, yeah, on a larger scale. It, we were just talking about that, and it seems so strange to me that. In these days, you know, maybe not so much indie labels because they don't put enough on the line, but like maybe like I'm, like I mean maybe Century. I mean it's it's so we're so lucky that they we get to do like a second record with them and things like that because it seems like band like if you're gonna put a lot of risk into a band, you're gonna want to develop them to see if you can you know return on that. And it seems like if you're not you know ten to thirty thousand out the gate, then you probably don't get a second record with that label as in like Finn Lizzie they did four records before Jailbreak yeah. and then almost five or six after that and I love Johnny the Fox and uh, I think it's Black Rose yeah, they um, have so many records so many yeah. records so kick ass yeah, but all. that's what I'm saying so like labels like maybe other bands are doing well in order for those bands to get opportunities and, and have, have them be developed but it just doesn't seem like any sort of like grassroots developmental shit going on like it's either it's hit or miss literally yeah we actually I was just talking to uh, to the guy of Century like recently because we had like uh, you know it was in, like an option for this album and so you know their choice so um, story. so I'm like okay well uh, I'm like did you have to like fight to, to keep us for that or whatever because <laughs> so we're doing like okay album sales but nothing crazy like I said we're a small band compared to like most of their band they have like you know fucking Lacuna Coil and, and yeah. Chris Jericho's band and stuff like that you know yeah <laughs> so, <it's> like, <laughs> so like so uh, but I, I was talking to him he's like well he like, said that was one of the things that kind of pisses him off about the music industry is just you know labels like them included just like okay this band's not selling that well what's up with that you know and it was like well he's saying he's like yeah you have to, sometimes I have to talk to them and be like well did you, have you like seen this band live do you have you talked to them do you know them like obviously it wasn't expected that we're gonna like sell a ton of albums our first full length release like you know people don't just buy shit like that unless you get like really really lucky but yeah. uh yeah. so yeah I mean that was interesting it's interesting to see like how the inside stuff stuff that I 
really never thought I'd have to deal with in my life, yeah. but it's, uh, I don't know, kind of adds a different aspects to all of it, I guess. Well, it makes you want to work harder, I think. Yeah. That's like, you know, I could never use an artist's signature thing, like, on stage. If you Like, you feel the same way about that? Uh, it's like a weird thing, you know? Yeah, like, usually you know? the usually there's are like... Like I, I, what comes to mind immediately is the Carrie King signature model. Yeah, it's the JCM like, 800 yeah. with the compression built I'm in. Sure I would use that in a heartbeat. I'm sure it's badass. That's what I'm exactly. trying to say. That's why um, that's what I'm getting at. But he's got the incredibly cheesy like, tribal graphics yeah. on it. Yeah, I'd have to like. I mean, the amp Regret itself it. sounds amazing, yeah. but I'd have to like redo it somehow. And so they be said like uh, they said that I'm like. I love Ben from Dillinger, and like he's one of like my favorite guitarists ever. And he's got his own signature model, LTD. And I was like, okay, I could get one of those, but it's just something to be like, okay, well then you're not being. I don't know. It's part of it's like you're not being yourself. Like it's your own fucking guitar. Like yeah. you know, like like it's like, I'm sure it's a an amazing instrument, obviously, but uh, the guy knows what he's doing. But like, I don't need to be playing that on stage, you know? Like, yeah. no. figure out something else that'll work for me. I saw the Joe Jordan snare drum, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is dope. It's a good drum, but. What are you gonna use it on stage? Well, it's true. It has a giant slip nut. <laughs> <laughs> All that custom shit so tailored to that person. Like, for instance, like one of my favorite guitarists is Paul Gilbert, and I bought his like flanger. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" There's nothing I can use it for because all it does is make cop sounds, and it's like a regular flanger. And I was like, I had to buy it right away, but I just would never have it on stage. So yeah, that's yeah. a weird thing. Signature model stuff. What's been your uh, your favorite uh, show on this tour so far? Montreal. What, yeah, what about so. that show made your favorite? So, it, this is personally, I mean, I can only speak for myself. That was my first time out of the country ever, so I kind of got this rush of, like, being, like, disconnected, which was, like, sick. And uh, I just felt all stress and responsibility melt away. And on top of that, it was, like, I, I think it's the biggest show we played so far, correct me Toronto, if I'm wrong. I think it was biggest. Toronto was huge. Was Toronto, Toronto was, the first one or Montreal? Toronto, Toronto was, was the first one. Okay, I meant to say it's Toronto, so... Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, look at this guy. Um, Toronto. You're, like, you're, you're probably, like, not, you're probably in, like, Madison, Wisconsin. They're not going to let you to Canada again because you don't know the cities <laughs> No, um... So it would have been Toronto first night, whatever that was. Yes, it was Toronto. So, like, we got on stage, and first of all, the stage was, like, 70 feet high. So it's like, all right, this is weird. We got on stage, and there was, like, you know, 150 people, and then the first song ended, and I went to drink my beer, and I turned around, there's, like, 250 people, and I turned around, I see Charlie's ass in the window, because for some reason there was a window on the stage. And then there was three, and by the end of the set, there was, like, a packed house, and it was just nuts, and it was, like, those people were so just into it. It was crazy, and Toronto they drank cool. more than anyone that I've ever met. So. Montreal was fucking Psyched. awesome too, though. Like, I like the and the like, uh, like three guys from like Godspeed, yeah. Black Emperor, owned the place in Montreal, and we got to hang with one of them, and that was fucking like icing on the cake for that yeah. show for yeah. me. Like, I love that band. And uh, Seamus, you had a uh, poutine. Yeah, with you. Yeah, I actually <laughs> didn't have any poutine. What'd you get? I got a chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah, I, I meant to get that when chicken. I was in Canada, and I didn't. Oh, yeah. It was great. The place we went to was like. Fantastic. Wendy's? No. <laughs> I thought you guys got the Wendy's poteen. No. They have a Wendy's? Yeah, in Canada. In Canada, Canada yeah. yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I would say since I botched that Canada question, I think my, <laughs> the other one was probably Na Nashville, the first one. When yeah, we that's all there. Yeah, totally. I like that venue a lot. The, the people were super nice. Got to see my brother. We got, yeah, we got to see <laughs> Nick's brother. We actually got to hang out with you guys like for the first, the first time of the day. Time. Got yeah. a beer. and right. I got all my shit fixed down the street. They had an excellent shop there. That was a good one. Yeah. What do you What do you think? Um, Where are we again? Philly was Philly, awesome. Philly, yeah, probably or Boston. 
Oh, awesome. yeah. Awesome. Good, good. Home-ish show. Home all day. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeping around bed. The show was okay, but the yeah. bed the was good. Yeah, yeah no, I really liked the show. That was probably the only good Boston show we played. It was cool rolling... From straight from Canada, like into Boston, and those the shows were just it was like a streak of awesome yeah. shows, and then like fucking Brooklyn kind of screwed me over, like vibe wise. I don't know, it's just oh, like well, weird. Like, New York, man, that's just yeah. like, Brooklyn was cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun, like yeah, I love that venue and everything like that. It's just it's like a totally different it's crowd, different totally world. different mood. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't know. All the shows have been there. Yeah, it's a fucking yeah, blast. Yeah, I can say all of them. Like, I really enjoyed that one off date we had in, in Chicago, Chicago with yeah. you guys. Yeah, that was, that was a great fun. show, too. That place was awesome. Great beer. Staff was super nice. Well, Houston, I think, is just you guys and us, too, I think. Uh, right? San Antonio? Or yeah. San Antonio? Wait, I want to. For sure, San Antonio. Yeah. I don't know about Maybe Houston. Uh, yeah, sure. one of them. Some of those. There's a yeah. show somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good time. Yeah. yeah, Toronto is was, was cool. The thing I thought was the, my, the most interesting thing about Toronto was the trip that was going on at the venue after the show. Oh my god! Oh, all those god. and because their drinking age is way less in the states, those kids were like, "Oh man, what messes!" I feel so bad for them. They have all their mistakes ahead of them, and they probably made them all that night. <laughs> there are some classy people waiting to get in. There's an upstairs part of the venue that turns into a uh, disco dance um, scene. Right. Yeah, something like that. And uh, it, it was some interesting alcoholic uh, behavior going on. Yeah, like a lot of uh, some old sloppy line. people yeah. on the yeah. sidewalk out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I walked out. It was like the end of the show, and the line was around the block again. I was like, I don't think they can fit any more people in here. What's yeah. going on? They're a dance club. It's like, oh, Paul Bear's playing a dance show. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> have been the best. They make that money somehow. Yeah. Yeah, some drunk girl was like, can I carry something for you? I was like, no, no. You're going to drop can, it. Can you get out of the way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was fun, though. No, Toronto was good. Sorry, Montreal. I didn't mean to call you Toronto. We, got to, awesome we stopped at Niagara Falls on the way after we crossed the border. It's cool, because that's the thing you only have to stop at for like five minutes. It's like, yeah. okay, there it is. Picture. See ya. Yeah. You know? But it's a cool thing to see. So On the way back from Montreal, we took a ferry. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. yeah we were looking at pictures of that. Like, yeah, crowd. Like, never done that. I'd be, I don't know with the trailer how they, if they'd even like allow us on. I did that once. Yeah. Fictions, and it was cool. It's nice. Yeah, it's real nice. It's it's like it actually cut some time off of the drive, too. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure, home. yeah. Yeah, it's cool. More of a straight line. That's a fun couple of days anyway. We ended up driving through the night after Montreal, you know, van shenanigans. It was, it was fun. Yeah. It's stuff. Tour. tour. <laughs> yeah. No problems crossing the border for you guys? No. It was luckily. easier the second time, too. We just literally just drove right well, Yeah, going back in the yeah. States is usually pretty... Yeah, even going over, though, like, no, you know, you never know yeah. how, how bad it's going to be because it's up to the guard. He's going to, you know... Uh, whether he's gonna screw with you or not, but yeah, they didn't even they didn't search our van. They didn't fucking do anything. Just like look at the passports on the paperwork for a minute, and just like, all right, you're all set. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, didn't get, we got our van got searched, but it was after just it just a quick look through. Yeah, yeah. But, first time we ever went, they well, searched. It. Going back, I didn't know it was gonna happen because we were kind of like groggy and tired. And the guy there was like five guys, so I'm like, oh, they have nothing to do. Of course, they're gonna search us. And yeah. the guy walked around. He's like, open the doors, and I was like, open them, and he just didn't even look. He's like, okay, and I was like, well. 35 seconds. They're really, I, you know, I've crossed the border a lot of times, and I just, I kind of feel like really what they're doing is looking at to see how you're conducting yourself. Are you stressed sure. out? Are you, Do you look like you're hiding something? Are you sweating profusely? Yeah, are you like, mm-hmm. your, your pupils dilating? Or, <laughs> yeah. That's why I wore shades the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We said, we, uh, what was Seamus said, like, just uh, just wear, pull your hood up, wear sunglasses, and pretend you're asleep while you're driving. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> asleep. <laughs> They'll never get you. 
Yeah, I never had any problems crossing the border. Really. Yeah, we've been some, lucky. Some people like that. We would have been fine. The only thing that they would have found is pee bottles, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to take a couple of those, no worries. Not allowed. Yeah. It's an embargo on pee bottles. Well, right on, man. So where uh, where can people find you guys on the uh, World Wide Web here? Like, what's your, your all your various places that Facebook. people can check Say you out? Facebook. We have, like, a website, but say probably the easiest way to get to everything well, is... What's the website? Uh, com. There might be some yeah. you know, fucking like, bad motherfuckers out there who want to, like, just go to your website. You know? We gotta, we're like, we got to be better about updating that, yeah. actually. I think it but, just like, redirects to Tumblr anyway, right? Uh, which, yeah, that's, like, the website. Yeah, but, like, the... Um, yeah, so, I mean, like... Facebook, facebook.com slash vetnetviscar. Um, we're everywhere Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. everything, all that stuff. You know, I feel like you're, you're a miss if you're not. It's doing not this like vetnetviscar666. Six, 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 no, right it's not. Oh, that's yeah. the one, that's like the best thing about the band name is even although it can be hard to get initially in people's heads, once it's in there, if you can remember like VAT in Google, then that's the only thing that comes up. So if you can get VATTN in Google, they'll take care of it for you. So you don't have to worry about someone stealing our band name. That's good. <laughs> what does that mean, anyway? Uh, I mean, thought you guys are European. No, yeah. I saw like, the name show up. Like, uh, it's yeah. Swedish for the uh, the water is whispering or the water whispers. Um, and like so again, like Chris and I, just like back then, we were just like, oh yeah, that sounds fucking black metal. How did you it was come actually, across that? Anyway? It was uh, oh boy. his his Chris's ex's old screen name on like AOL like really? like so years ago. No, no, no. no, no. She, this is even better. She she got it. No, the words don't like appear together in the song, but like that band Blindside, like that like rock band, yeah. like Christian rock band. Um, that she got it from that. And Chris is just like, yeah, she used to the screen name Vanette Viscar, which means like the water is whispering. That's pretty cool. And we're just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. It's not a girlfriend anymore. No. What happened? Like, wow. Cheating on you or something? No, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Seamus. Yo, you just. Oh, wait, you just. Oh, yeah. Chris's. Oh, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, you looked at him and I thought Seamus. Mike just oh, shook Seamus. No, yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's not, it's not Chris's girlfriend anymore? No. Right. No. Yeah. Is there any reason why they broke up? Eh, a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. I won't get into that. Yeah. 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 Well, you, you can, can fill another hour with that. The uh, relationship podcast. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Better light some candles because it's going to get dark. <laughs> Chris and I are both divorced, so we could yeah, fill the fucking... That's right, man. Yeah. That's right. Yep. It is you know what it uh, Nick <laughs> is divorced. <laughs> yeah. 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 You want to... <laughs> uh, you can find him on uh, what is it? What's that? That grinder. Grinder. Tinder. Yeah, Tinder. Tinder. I could be a grinder too. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta. You. I mean, throw a couple of lines yeah, out there. You, know? you gotta keep know. my options open. You, you know. Never know. Yeah. You know. And you know what? It's totally cool. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. The. Uh, yeah. It's a. Uh, whatever. <laughs> fuck it. It's like, life. Shit happens. Life. We have, yeah. Now we have the whole rest of our lives to live. Yeah, if you, so if you're interested in a guy that's uh, sleeping on the front seat of a van um, <laughs> several days a week Wearing and like, smells, smells like he's been sleeping in the front seat of a van for several days a week, then you can find me at the uh, aforementioned website. So. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, good stuff. Cool. So, uh, so we're getting ready to do some heavy rock uh, jams tonight here down in uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Hell yeah. Excited about it. Local five zero six. Yep. <laughs> so that, that's the actually address of the place too. Yeah. yeah so it's that's kind of that's brilliant in a way. Yeah, it's yeah. Good marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So streamlined. So that's us uh, from on tour signing off. And once again, if you're into coffee, savagegoldcoffee.com. If you want to buy a hemp uh, jujitsu gi, <laughs> check out Tatsusara. I'm gonna get uh, that right if now. If you want to get delicious snacks, delicious snacks, sign up for Nature Box. Mm-hmm. And if you want. 
kettlebells, uh, you know, hemp protein, you name it. Like monkey t-shirts with like you know screaming chimpanzees on them. <laughs> that's the most they do the kettlebells with the yeah. With the that's chimp, right. The they chimps, got right? they got chimp kettlebells and also like you know zombie kettlebells. Yep. I keep saying oh, every yeah. tour that I'm bringing my kettlebell, but yeah. And I reminded you twice. I still didn't bring it. And that's on it. So you can go to the uh, everythingwentblackmedia.com site and hit one of the portals and take you one of those places. And uh, so that's it, man. So see you guys next time. Thank cool. you, Mike. Thanks, guys.